Malachi, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change. And now here's today's podcast. Welcome to LWM Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Malachi. LWM Podcast basically stands for Life's Word Ministry. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. I've heard people talk about Christian doctrine being divisive. Is that the case? Do you feel that Christian doctrine is divisive? Why? Let's talk about that tonight. We'll be back right after this. I'm your host, Pastor Malachi. This is LWM Podcast. We're talking about why Christian doctrine seems to be so divisive. Among many Christians today, it seems as though they view the word doctrine almost as a curse word. You hear doctrine on this, you hear doctrine on that. People don't want to talk about doctrine. People want to talk about doctrine. But essentially, the thought process is this. The reason why they feel or it's almost like a curse word is because doctrine is to be avoided for the simple fact doctrine causes division among Christians. And God desires Christians to be united as stated in John 17, 21. Well, what does John 17, 21 say? That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. You know, I am a firm believer that doctrine does cause many divisions within the church world. I've seen it all of my life that I can remember being in church as I was raised in church. Many of you know that my dad is a bishop. So that's pretty much all I know is the teaching of the church. And in some cases, division is not necessarily a bad thing if the division is due to a disagreement over an important biblical teaching. Why do I say that? Because Paul wrote in Titus 1, 9 through the second chapter and the first verse. He says, he must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. The 10th verse says, for there are many rebellious people full of meaningless talk and deception. 
especially those of the circumcision group. Verse 11, they must be silenced because they are disrupting whole households by teaching things they ought not to teach, and that for the sake of dishonest gain. Twelfth verse, one of the Cretes' own prophets had said, Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. Verse 13, this saying is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith. 14, and will pay no attention to Jewish myths or to the merely human commands of those who reject the truth. 15, to the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupt and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupt. 16, they claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Titus 2 and 1 says, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. More than any other, the Christian faith is based on the doctrine of Christ. And what is the doctrine of Christ? There are four things. Here's that teaching, babe. You hear me? Here, here it comes, the outline. My wife teases me because she knows I'm a bona fide teacher. So whenever I'm talking and giving lessons, the teacher in me decides to come out instead of the preacher side. So I have it honest. But there are four things this doctrine is based on. Number one, it is of the deity of Christ Jesus. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And in John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Number two, the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ. Second Corinthians 5, 21 says, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And number three, the resurrection of Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is fruitless, and you are still in your sins. And number four, salvation by grace through faith alone. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. These are absolutely essential, and they are non-negotiable. If any one of these doctrines are removed, then our faith is empty and void. But of course, there are other doctrines in the Christian faith that are equally important, such as the Trinity, the inspiration of the scriptures, and the reality of eternal state. Okay, I can see you scratching your head asking, what in the world is the eternal state? The study of the eternal state is rightly seen as the subdivision of the greater study of eschatology or the doctrine of last things. 
And eschatology is the study of what the Bible says is going to happen in the end times. That's what eschatology is. Time will not permit me to go deeper into this, but just know that if the Christian doctrine is causing division based on any of the four points I just discussed, the deity of Christ Jesus, the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus, the resurrection of Christ, and salvation by grace through faith alone. So be it, I say. So be it. Because those who deny these doctrines need to be separated from it. From what I've learned in my many years of being a part of the body of Christ, which is not a denomination, it also has a tremendous amount of division in it due to doctrines that do not, or at least should not, have crucial status. And what do I mean by that? Here are a few examples of what I mean by crucial status. Pre-millennialism versus a-millennialism. Those are tongue twisters. The timing of the rapture. Charismatic versus non-charismatic. Young earth versus old earth. Creationism. Etc., 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 etc. In all honesty, these Christian doctrines are important. That's why it is important as a child of God to learn about the differences because every Christian doctrine carries with it some importance. But if you were to ask me, these doctrines are perhaps not ones worth separating or dividing over. In Christendom, there are countless dedicated Christ-loving believers on both sides of these dividing issues. And we should not be caught up in the divisive non-essential issues, at least not to the extent of questioning the validity of another person's faith. Just because they don't look like you, just because they don't sound like you, just because they don't walk like you, dress like you, or a part of your denominational clique does not mean they are not true Christ-loving believers. A church, all we that make up the body of Christ, is to be like-minded and united in regards to ministry, focus, and priorities. Even though there are degrees of division in the church, there are some divisions that are appropriate even in regards to non-essential Christian doctrine. I tend to believe that a person is better off finding a different church if there are doctrinal issues that prevent the ministry from being focused and united on the things of God and building his kingdom that cause conflict and division within that church. They need to go. They need to go. Hear me on that. They need to be set aside. There is no place in the church for conflicts due to doctrinal differences. They have been the cause of so many of the denominational divisions within the Christian faith. And the word denomination actually means division. It has been said that church splits are the easiest way to plant new churches. Isn't that something? And if you look at history, 
That's exactly how we got so many different churches today. Somebody got mad at the way somebody else was teaching and they didn't agree on how it should have been taught and boom, they up and left and started their own church to be taught their way. But if to prevent disunity and conflict due to a non-essential doctrine and division is necessary, then division is what needs to occur. I would go as far as to say that division would not be an issue if everyone would just accept the doctrine of Christ as is taught in the word of God and throw aside preconceptions and biases and presuppositions. But being that none of us is without sin and we all fall short of the glory of God as confirmed in the word, Ecclesiastes 7 and 20, surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. And Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So what prevents us? So what prevents us from perfectly understanding and applying God's word is sin. It's not the doctrine itself that causes division. It's not understanding and submitting to the doctrine of Christ that causes division. The deity of Christ Jesus, the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus, the resurrection of Christ and salvation by grace through faith alone. The Bible says that if you declare with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. You don't have to be shameful about accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior today. I want to give you an opportunity to be saved from your sins. And if you are in a position of not really knowing what your position really is in Jesus, then this moment is for you. If you feel that you are left out and there's so many divisions in the church that it's running you ragged and you don't know what to do, you don't know what your faith is, you don't know what your walk is, you're confused about your relationship with Jesus, then this moment is for you. Pray with me if you truly want to turn your life around, if you truly want to know what it is to be saved. And don't want to be a part of the division that's happening in the church today. And to submit to the true doctrine of Christ, which is the deity of Christ Jesus, the substitutionary sacrifice of Jesus, the resurrection of Christ and salvation by grace through faith alone. I want you to know that God loves you no matter who you are, no matter what your past. God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son, his one and only, just for you. The Bible tells us that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting or eternal life. John three sixteen. Jesus laid down his life and rose again 
so that we could spend eternity with him in heaven and experience his absolute best on earth. If you would like to receive Jesus into your life, pray with me the following prayer out loud and mean it from your heart. Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin and I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free right now and I ask you to forgive me. I believe that your son Christ Jesus died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you and I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare that right now I am a child of God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I believe that you have forgiven me. I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God. And I believe that right now I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled Bible-taught church so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway of Christ. Write to me and share your story of faith. And let me know you said yes to Jesus today. Email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. If you would like a copy of my brand new book, Pathway to Christ, you can go to Amazon and look for it there. Pathway to Christ by Malachi Mitchell. I would also like to take this time to thank those of you for partnering with us by sowing a financial seed into this ministry regularly. Your generous giving allows us to share the gospel throughout the world. If you're not a partner and would like to sow into this ministry, you can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash life's word ministry. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on LWM Podcasts each week. And remember, God loves you and I do too. This concludes our podcast for today. Through one podcast at a time, we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems. Remember to love God, love yourself, and love others. Thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others. Until next time, I'm Pastor Malachi.